What up, what up, what up? Welcome to the scorecard. So where I ask you to bring your scorecard and an explanation and 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 an not just simply your opinion. So yes, last night we had a, a uh we don't even have to call it whatever random belt it was. Um between Tony Harrison and Tim Sue in Australia. A tough one, a tough one. Final score, the fight ended in the seventh round. Was it the seventh round? The ninth round with a, a stoppage by, by Tony Harrison. The judges had it scored 75, 77, 75, 75, 77. And my exact score was 77 for Tim Sue, um, same as the judges. My man Tony Harrison, much love, much respect to him. Best jabs in boxing, um, and that's that was his main. But it wasn't enough to get him past past Tim Sue's walk him down game. More detail in that in a second. But um, Tony Harrison, first, if you don't know. From the super bad gym over in five minutes away from our gym and, and over in Detroit, Michigan. Came in with a record of 29 wins, 20, uh, 29 wins with 21 four losses. Um, he is, is, is uh, his biggest was against Jamel Charlo back in 2018. Won uh, a decision against him match and uh, had a couple of good wins since then. But um, yeah, man. Tim Zhu, this guy really, this guy really, uh, not surprised me. But I was not as well as he did. I'm not gonna lie. Um, just for the simple fact that most of his his, his fights were were in Australia, and it, much love and much respect to his father, who is one of the also one of the not just a great boxer from Australia, but one of the best boxers one of the best boxers of all time um, during the late 80s or late 90s. Kasazu came in with a record of 22 wins, 16, sorry, his son came in with a record of 22 wins with 16 knockouts, zero. Um, no big wins on his career. Uh, sorry, I apologize. Terrell Gachet, the last fight, he got dropped in the first round, got up, and won every round after that. Again, his his walk-him-down style, what I mean is he's not really in pose doing anything flashy. He's You could definitely see how he's mastered the fundamentals, hands up, or and, and just knows the perfect distance to lean back to get you miss, and his timing for, for, for counterpunching coming back right away walk a person down like that your counter punching skills have to be on point and at the uh tony harrison that was one of the main things that he that he said about uh tim zoo was this counter punching was perfect now to go to the rounds round one uh yeah by score yeah i'll go each round round one i gave to tony harrison round first two rounds only eight rounds so I gave the first two and round 
round seven to Tony. Harrison's jab has a – Tony Harrison has a very educated – I mean is he doesn't just simply – it's not just simply about extending your arm out and your foot in the, in the fundamental stance of even if you can throw a perfect jab, having an educated how and what speed to throw it at. Not always the same speed. Sometimes a hard, hard, a hard one to make your opponent's head snap that back. Sometimes it gets to be a little pop, 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 pop. So yeah, Tony Harrison has one of the best educated jabs in boxing, and clearly won in that first round. Tim Zhu was was uh, was was closing in, closing in the pressure, but in that first round, Tony was able to. To keep him off. Round, same thing. I gave it to Tony Harrison. Jabs all day. My my notes for round two was hey. <laughs> um, because even though Tim Zhu was still coming forward, uh, which which sometimes you can turn into a hook if you land the jab enough, then you could disguise it. Um, so yeah, second round to to Tony Harrison. I gave to Tim Zhu. The third round specifically, Zoo landed bigger. This is when he slow started to slowly close in on the distance, and then uh, uh, the time for pressure fires like that. That's like I said, man. That's that's very good. By the third round, usually it takes guys a couple of rounds to warm up. But usually, maybe by the, the fifth or sixth round, um, right from the third round, that his his this he he can. Tell Harrison's time. And he must have caught. I'm assuming that he must have caught Harrison with something early because with something early. <laughs> um, because Harrison, a lot of right hands, and what I w wish he did more from instead of going from rope to rope to maybe do a sharper turn to get back to the center of. Because when you get back to the center of the ring, then you have more different ways you can move. You can move back at an angle. You have more ways to get out. You have more escape routes. Boxing has trapped against the ropes. It's easier for your opponent to keep you there because all they have to do is go side. To Round four, Tim Zhu. My notes for round for round four was aggressively going from rope to rope has to be has to do more than just jab. His I, I explained in the first two rounds how his jab was on point, but yeah, to to keep a pressure fighter off you like that has to be has to be more than than jab. If that's the only punch that that your opponent has to worry about, even no matter how good it is. You know, piece of fire that they have to worry about. They can, they can, eventually, if they're a good fight, like, like Tim Zhu is. Um, you know, it took him by, like I said, by the third, fourth to, to time that jab and know how to counter punch it, like in this picture right here. Gave, gave to Tim Zhu. My notes specific was uh, Tony not. Doing much but jabs, like I said, his jab was on point, but it has to be more than that, and not just going from rope to rope. 
his, his right hand. No, I'm not making up no excuses for him. He, he should have threw more right hands. Tim Zoo earn his respect and not be able to just walk him down like that. Just again, when you just go from rope to rope, it's easy for someone to just cut you off. No, how, no matter how big the ring is. Oh, oh, yeah, even did I give Yeah, I did. Round five, I gave it to Tim Zoo. Round six is the the, the Harrison. Um, but that I marked that as a close round. Yeah, round two, marked as close rounds. Round two, and like I said, definition of a close round, it went either way. So round two and round six, which I'm talking about right now, Notes, my notes for round six. Tony again. Not the and the jab is not really keeping Tim Zhu off him. He's not really keeping keeping his opponent. Uh, round seven and round eight gave to Tim his walk him down game is is very serious. Not just simply cutting off the ring as as soon as he. Cuts you off. He's he knows exactly, that, you know, like he's waiting for it. Can barely, not barely move out the way. He moves out the way, you know, makes you, and his timing for, for his counter punching. Again, it's one thing to make somebody, miss, but it's another thing for for you, for for you to have the reflexes to come back right away. So yeah, man, this kid Tim Zoo, I say kid. He's 28 years old, so he's right in his prime prime. So that's why his next big his next big fight uh Jermel Charlo. Yeah, yeah, it is Jermel Charlo. The one that won disputed 154 champion. Yeah, yeah, put some respect. Go into the rankings right now. Super welterweight division, 154 pounds. Tim Zhu, was he even ranked? This guy wasn't even ranked in any in in any of the major sanctioning belts in the four major belts: the WBCW or WBO. Look, let's look at middleweight. No, he's not even up at middleweight either. He's gonna go from not even being. Oh, there he is in the, in the WB. Which one is this? WBO, he was ranked as the, the number one guy, but not in the other ones. Maybe he's going to get get to fight Jamel Charlo for the un, uh, championship. That is going to be very interesting. I can't wait for that fight that was going to happen. Um, obviously, they both have... Uh, and Tony Harrison, uh, Jamel Charlo, all of his rematches knocks his opponents out, um, and he always looks better than his. And yeah, man, Jamel Charlo versus Tim Zhu. I wonder when that's gonna happen, but it should be a serious one. What else do we have at the super welterweight division? I've lost my spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jaime Munguia, this guy, he's another one. He's um, another pressure fighter. 
Yeah, yeah. Jaime Mangia versus Tim Zoom might be um, but I'm not sure who who else would take that fight. We got Eris who got the belt because Golovkin because Golovkin gave it gave it up. Yo Martinez. No, no, I'm not even paying attention to that. Derby Evchenko. All right, not much going on at the at the at the middle weight. Let's look where I was supposed to be looking. Super, super middleweight. We got Liam Smith. We got Tony Harrison, who's probably going to move down. But yes, same thing. There's not much going on. Danny Garcia will make his uh, comeback very soon. We'll see how he looks after um, Levin Fundor. This guy, Sebastian Fundor, man, is, he is he is very interested to, to watch his career develop because of how uh this style this guy's six foot five but fights more like to fight more on the inside this picture right here this was a perfect example of how tony's tony's jab was at full extension and using it properly in the early rounds he was using it properly properly late because that was the only thing that tim zoo had to worry worry about he was able to time it i was talking about uh Fundora being six foot five. These guys are a problem. Versus that, whew, it'd be some. But these guys have to get some belts and and first before they get their before they get their names out there. Josh Kelly lost a, lost a while ago, but he has the skills to to work his way back up. He's ranked in number seven. And number five and two in two of the in two of the rankings. Danny Garcia at one fifty four now. That's uh that's a name. How about Tim Zoo versus Danny Garcia that fight? Um that would be very interesting. Danny Garcia versus uh or one of these guys, Sebastian Fendora. Oh, he does does have a WBC belt. Unless he is no 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 because no. Jermel might talk about Jermel Charlo is undisputed. Um, Fandora must be next in line. Yeah, man, when you're when you got the belt, you got the wolves coming for you. So he has to worry about about uh, Sebastian Fandora. He has to worry about. I believe Danny Garcia still see his last. He 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 lost to. Um, his last big loss was to Earl Spence. That was the last fight that I know, last big fight I remember him having. He didn't get beat up, but he Spence just out-jabbed him. Um, so we'll see. We'll see what Danny four pounds. Other than that, not much else going on at one. No, no, no. Not much going on now. It's at month 54. Let's go. Anybody in the chat? No, no, no. Why? Everybody's lazy, man. Come on. Yeah, that is it. That is it. Yeah, not much else. Not much else. Super welterweight division. Um, my defensive, and then we'll talk about the defensive tip of the week.
outsider doing what they do and 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 coming after you like that and walk um specific one well, offensive thing one defensive thing thing has to do with defense you have to have a very good jab and of course a Having a good jab will blind them for that second, and they won't even see that right hand. And then after the, sh- you have to do a sharp turn, not just simply move, sharper turn to get back to the center of the ring. Easiest way to do that is whatever hand you for a combination you throw, whatever you decide to throw, whatever hand you finish with, and make a sharper turn to get back to the center. When you get back to the center, then you could stay do some fakes just to at least slow down your opponent from coming forward, slow them down, and then go from there, and then get back to work for the week. Defensive move of the week. That, but at the same time, sometimes you're, you know, you try to implement your game time. Actually, into the, the post fight, press conference i always do my best to listen to the post fight press conferences that you know the fighters will tell you you know the the real what really happened like you know um or and it's also the place where they'll come up with excuses to sin as a real guy uh, much respect to him he said his brother up with the with the great game plan and he was following it, but he went off the game plan. His own fault. That's what Tony. So he admitted he admitted it that he was, he was his own fault. So you know, because a lot of a lot of people make up excuses. It was and then things didn't go right leading up to the fight. He didn't make up any excuses out. He took the loss. Took responsibility for. Uh, for not listening to his coach. But yeah, yeah, much respect for that. Yeah, and there we have it. Scorecard, even though this fight didn't finish in the scorecard, we still gave you the scorecard. And then an shout-out, shout-out to Talking Fight, the number one boxing channel on YouTube. On YouTube, channel 2 Cedric Sports Training. Check me out on any social media apps. Make sure you check out this show live. Sundays, most Sundays at nine. Uh, shout out, yeah, real quick. I get, a, I gotta give a shout out to um, last yesterday and today. I had a level one boxing course for boxing Ontario. New coaches, so shout out to those ten new coaches that uh, that got certified. Spent their two days, uh, yeah, getting some boxing education. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. If you haven't done yet, make sure you come on, press that like button, share, subscribe, and all right, man, at Cedric Sports. I'll be back next week.